0: Hello and welcome to episode two of the Mass Effect podcast. Um, thank you so much to everybody that tuned into the first episode. Uh, look, I bought the equipment, I sat down last Sunday and I rolled out the, the first episode because, um, as the saying goes, there ain't nothing to it but to do it. So, thank you so much to everybody that has tuned in. we got quite a few listens on that, which was amazing. And um, I'm overwhelmed that, you know, I get the opportunity to do this and um, it's, it's a passion project for me. It's just a bit of fun and, um, you know, helping to bring a bit of community spirit and just to, um, you know, talk to some interesting people. And speaking of interesting people, I have one at the other end of the table. Jed Hardyman. how are you today?
1: I'm good, mate. Thanks for having me on.
0: Now, Jed, something just happened. This is actually take two. Take two. Um, we just recorded... For a good 40 minutes. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have Jed's microphone on. So I... Um, we well, you're doing it again.
1: Let's go again, mate. Well, had, a,
0: had a good dress rehearsal.
1: It was alright. You like the sound of your own voice anyway. Oh,
0: don't I ever. No. <laughs> I've been told that since I was in high school. Alright, so Jed Hardiman. So Jed, welcome, mate. You are the owner of F45 here in Dubbo. And um, you and I met two years ago when you came out here to to take on the challenge of the F45, um, which you have done an amazing job with. Yes, and, um, you know, I'm blessed that we've got to know each other on a business level, but also on a personal level as well. And when I started this podcast, you know, after after getting to know you, you are one of the first guys I wanted to get on, and voila, here, are. here you are. So Jed, all right, so you're in Dubbo, mm-hmm. you're here now, um, you weren't always here. You were um, so. Just give us a bit of background and where you come from, and why you ended up in Dullo.
1: All right. So I'm originally from the Central Coast. I grew up in a small beachside town, Copacabana. Um, you know, it was really quiet, um, quite a small town when when I grew up there. The Central Coast is obviously a much different, uh, much different place now. Um, but yeah, spent spent my first sort of twenty years on the Central Coast. There, um, grew up. Uh, surfing and enjoying the the coast coastal lifestyle um it's pretty crazy that i've actually ended up in dubbo um, yeah no, very very no, contrasting there's no, there's no beach <laughs> no, you do have a sandy beach don't you uh
0: yeah we yeah. do have a sandy beach oh, yeah we do yeah, we actually um
1: at the start when i first moved here
0: i spent <laughs> i spent a bit of time a fair bit of time in Wagga as i've, as I've said and uh the Wagga beach man it was amazing yeah yeah it was it's actually in the top 10 beaches in australia
1: yeah right well, I've gotten down the river here a couple of times, it's not too bad, it's, it's not quite the ocean, but no, um, no. yeah, so I, I, I spent a lot of um, time down at the beach, obviously, uh, where I grew up and, yep. you know, really good upbringing, good family, yeah. um, good mates, really easy going lifestyle.
0: Yeah, awesome. Um, so you're, so yeah, I mean, then, then obviously like now you, you, you have the F45, so obviously fitness is a passion mm-hmm. of yours, so you want to tell us a little bit about what got you into fitness? Yeah, um, sure. and what, we all have a starting point at everything, don't we? So I guess, um, yeah. W- what was yours?
1: Yeah. Um, so fitness it's been a, it's been a huge part of my life ever since I sort of got into it. Um, I would I would say I, would, I jumped into uh, fitness uh, tra- and an element of training at around seventeen, eighteen. Um, so I was, li- I was still living on the Central Coast at the time. Sort of went through uh, my first breakup. Um, pretty heavy time. for yep. Me uh, found myself, you know. In a in a fairly dark place, angry angry young guy, um, and I tr- I turned to uh, weights as a as an outlet. Um, didn't really have much of an idea of you know how to go about it at the time. Um, I, I started going out. I was getting pushed around a little bit. Um, I was I was easily the skinniest kid. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so putting a weight was always yeah, a hard thing for you. Yeah, yeah. really hard for me. Yep.
1: Um And I, I guess I thought turning to uh, lifting weights it, it could build some confidence in me, give me a bit of strength. Um, so yeah, I I set off on um, doing my best to do that. I, I started training at a, a local surf club um, down at Copacabana. There, um, old shitty sort of gym, you know, yep. old run down surf club, yep. rusted weights, soldered, smelt smelt funny gyms you know, that dare. gyms
0: that nobody would want to go. Yeah, to Yeah, exactly.
1: Anymore. And and this is going back, you know, a, a long time ago. So. This is pre-social media, um, probably even pre-Google. Not yep. a lot of awareness. There was no, there was no real, f- you know, yeah. it was more of an underground movement. The fitness, yeah, it um, wasn't
0: it ever. I, I think I was similar. Um, I started bodybuilding when I was about nineteen, twenty, yeah. and um, it wasn't cool back then. I can tell you now, but every third yeah. man wants to jump on the stage now. So that's it. Um, yeah, like who'd have known that the fitness industry would end up where it is now? Yeah, that's
1: it. I, I think I think we had um, at the time it was MySpace, MSN Messenger um i had a nokia 52 something or other remember those brick phones um so yeah this is going back a long time it wasn't a, it wasn't as easy to access information about about anything um especially you know lifting weights and, and yeah. how to go about that so yeah, yeah. you kind
0: of you kind of had to go go with the flow i think uh, my best friend was a fitness magazines at the news agency
1: yeah yeah there you yeah. go so i i tagged on with a couple of um blokes um, that were a bit older than me that were sort yep. of into it. So I started learning a little bit from them, Them, but uh, quickly realised there was a lot more to it than you know, I initially thought.
0: You know what makes me laugh? We're the old blokes now.
1: Exactly. So yeah. any young fellas out
0: there want some advice, we're the yeah. old blokes. So, yeah, I,
1: a lot of people can probably relate to that, you know, being yeah. younger um, and wanting to get into weights and, and use that as an outlet. But I, I quickly learnt that I didn't know... Enough, yep. Um, and sort of took it upon myself to uh, learn what I could about it. So I went to TAFE, um, yeah, cool, yeah. Uh, did a, that yeah. was
0: before you could do online and stuff yeah. like that,
1: huh? So I don't think there was an online option, yeah. Um, I, I think you can do it in 12 weeks now, so yeah, you can. Like I think that.
0: if you get in and get it done, yeah, yeah So I
1: did um, six months full time, yep, um, at TAFE there to get get qualified and, and learn what I could about um, being a PT, yeah, um, which was great, sort of added to my repertoire and understanding of how you know how the body worked, and, yeah all that sort of stuff and and really just set off on I guess trying to get stronger and put on a bit of size yeah that was my my first real goal um, with my training yeah yeah
0: yeah because obviously obviously you know um, the way you spoke about you know being that skinny kid you know insecure your insecurities are there Um, you probably felt like you know if you could gain some more confidence it would help you in a lot of different areas of your life as well
1: yeah that's right so most of my mates I'd knock around with for you know, all footy players, yeah, probably a lot like the community here, yeah. um, you know. And I, I was definitely the skinniest kid, um, so to a, to an extent, I guess my confidence was, yeah. was probably lower. And I thought, um, if I got a bit bigger, that uh, would help, it, it might help me fit in more, even. But, um,
0: but little did you know, when you discover the gym, you discover a lot more, you, you discover more than that,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, I, I was instantly sort of addicted to the the feeling and you know the endorphins and the rush from yeah. you get from it yeah. um and i guess once you start to see results yeah um it sort of motivates you to keep going yeah absolutely um, i think
0: it's an addictive it's a bit of an addictive sport um, yeah. in regards to results and uh and seeing seeing the progressive changes in your body it makes you want to keep going
1: exactly and i don't think there was any gyms on the coast at the time or there might have been a couple yep um there's you know 50 plus now But yep. Once you sort of start going into other gyms And you see guys training And yep. when you're younger You sort of aspire to that And it yep. sort of keeps you going too So yeah. Um, yeah I set off on that journey From about 17, 18 Yeah that's awesome I've been training I've done a full circle I've done lots of Lots of different um, styles of training Moved around a lot Training different gyms Lots yep. of different training partners um yep. On and off since Yeah since I was 18
0: I've seen some photos And you've shown me The skinny guy <laughs> The yeah. bulky guy Yeah The fat guy, yeah. You, you know, I'm actually very similar. I've done the same thing. I've been an up and down, down sort of in shape, out of shape, all those sort of things. I mean, it's. um, But now I think both of us have found uh, our our happy medium Mm. and the place where we can sit comfortably. uh, Neither, neither fat nor skinny. Not Mm. that I like to use those terminologies, but
1: slightly skinny.
0: No, I wouldn't say so, mate. You just, I would say athletic.
1: Yeah. So I've ended up with some, you know, hit. High intensity sort of cardio base, Um, like I guess your shape comes down to a lot, a lot to the style of training you're doing. Absolutely, Um, and obviously
0: F45 is more uh, orientated around that 45 minute workout, and you know it's the intensity is quite high. Um, It it is it it has resistance trainings, but there is some cardio based stuff in there as well. So obviously that that's what keeps you trim. Mm,
1: That's it. Yeah, Yeah. Um, like you said, the photos you see some photos. I got up to 120k. G. A um, twenty, of, yeah, mid mid twenties. I was sitting yep. up around there, yeah. Um, fluctuated up and down, but yeah, yeah. With sort do you of ever same. look
0: back at those photos? I know I do. I look back, and at the time, I thought I was big. Mm. I was like, oh, I'm big, you know. Actually, I but think no, I might have thought I looked good at yes, some point. But you look yes. at the photos, and you're like, wow, wow, yeah. Especially oh. like if you look at hairdos and stuff over oh. the years too.
1: Or a cracker of you <laughs> on um, your social. <laughs> when was that yesterday? Yeah,
0: look, I won't lie. Uh, there was blonde foils in there, uh-huh. and uh, oh. that was straightened. Yeah, it was a good. Look, it back, <laughs> did you, did you like that? Yeah. So yeah. okay, so you so we we talked about how you got into the fitness industry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But we talked before, and you you were talking with me about how from that you went to the UK, yep. and also from there to Thailand. So give us a bit of insight into that.
1: Yeah, so um, like I said, I, start, uh, I started doing the training and lifting the weights on the, uh, when I was living on the coast, um, and I wasn't I wasn't super happy and and decided to sort of. Know broaden my horizons, get off the coast, start traveling, yep. getting some life experience behind me. So the first first step I took was moving down to Sydney, um, where I started. You know, uh, washing cars. Believe it yeah, or not, wow. Um, yep. I was washing cars to make a crust. I was you know living week to week. I moved down there with. Um, my best mate at the time, yep. i um, Andrew, and you know it's it's pretty ironic because we're actually in business together now. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We used to joke about having <laughs> having a business when um when we were like you know 16, 17. But yeah, yep. I moved down to Sydney. Um, was washing cars there for a while, and then I just decided I'm going to do something crazy here. Yeah, uh, applied for a visa and got on a plane and and went to London.
0: Off you went. Yeah,
1: I, I um I lived there for probably only six months, I think. Yep. Um. But I lived with a guy who was right into to training, a bit older than me. Yep. Um, so, again, tagged in with him. Um, I learned a lot about, um, you know, weights and nutrition through him um, and, and working as well. Um then i then i came back to sydney so yeah i was there for six months that was my first real taste of you know yeah um
0: living abroad yeah living
1: abroad and you know it's all it's all um experience under your belt i think yeah absolutely i think it's really important to um you know branch out and go and go and do things like that
0: and and Um, that show that that says to me immediately that um you were a risk taker you were a mm. guy that would throw yourself into the deep end which is probably why you've been able to you know have the success you've had along the way in business, yeah, uh, and also in your fitness and things like that too. I think um, ultimately, you know, you're not afraid to get uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, that's right. So I, I think I was 20, 21, um, had no money, Yep. and just thought, you know, I'll give it. Who, give it a, who
0: does um, it that age?
1: Exactly. Yeah, week to eat, washing <laughs> cars, mate. Um, but that's the time to do it, right? It is. It Why is. Why you're young? Why you? Oh, absolutely. No and commitments, and you sort of live living.
0: Oh uh, my word! And I mean, like, um. You know, you you talk about washing cars and, you know, we have a little chuckle, but, you know, the thing is starting at the bottom is okay. Absolutely. Doing the jobs that no one else will do is okay. Mm. Because, like, realistically, like, you you don't just – the man on top of the mountain didn't just get there. Mm -hmm. He had to climb there. So, um, you know, for a lot of people out there listening, if you're a young guy Mm -hmm. who, who wants to succeed in a certain area, don't be afraid to start at the bottom. Yeah. You know, um, show your commitment. Show your, show your keen, and you know, become good at the things that you that, that you do. Like so, if you're a cook at Mackers, if you're um, working at Woolworths, if you're uh, mowing cars. lawns, yeah, wa- washing cars doesn't yeah. matter. Be good at it because yeah. somebody will notice you. Opportunities will open mm-hmm. and. Who knows where you could end up? Like
1: that's right. Hard hard work. That's what it really comes down to. I think absolutely. Um, once you strip it all back, it's it's about hard work and yep. persisting. And if it if it means starting as a shit kicker, which I I did, yeah. Um, then you know, ride it out. Mm. Uh, trust the process. Yep. Work hard, and, and it'll pay off.
0: I did the same thing. I um, I, I delivered brochures to my hometown. Mm. So I walked the whole town, putting things in people's mailboxes. Is that the last
1: time you did cardio?
0: Uh, second last time. Yeah, I actually went for a walk with Bree this morning. So that was that was the last time. But that uh-huh. that, you know, that even that for me was a big a big challenge. <laughs> yeah. Um and then, you know, I did something similar. I ended up delivering pizzas and things like that, like doing all that sort of stuff yeah. on, on the way up and um like you I had it, you know, I had a few jobs when I was in my early teens and Yeah. doors open. Yeah, that's it. And well,
1: they do. I mean, I used to get um, shit hung on me about you know watching the cars and yeah. what you're doing with your life and where you're going and all yep. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um. But you know you got to be a little bit confident in what you're doing and, and just trust that yeah. it'll all come to place. Yeah. Um,
0: exactly. I mean, you know, you're always thinking you, when you're in those positions. You're always thinking, well, I won't be doing this forever. No, that's right. But you know, it's a means to an end at the moment, and we mm. and, and and you stick it out. So then I yeah.
1: then I um yes I did that I came back did yep. that. yeah uh, and then I was like. Going to do something crazy again. Um, moved to Thailand. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> so I've been traveling. Uh, travel is also a huge part of, you know, my life. I've traveled yep. a lot. I love to travel. But yep. um, I traveled backwards and forwards to Thailand a little bit um, when I was, you know, in my teens. And, and loved the place and thought, uh, you know, I could live here. Um, yeah. So, again, I moved there. With not a lot of money, yeah. Um, no one didn't know anyone. Obviously, got yeah. the language barrier there. Yeah. Um, wow. And this is, I think, I would have been twenty four ish.
0: And this, is, this would have been before Thailand was kind of mainstream yeah, popular too.
1: Absolutely. Um, not, not the tourist hub that it is yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so not a lot of English um, speaking, and not a lot of tourists. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I jumped on, jumped on the plane, went there, and actually probably got my first real taste of PT, and uh, I guess running my own business if you'd call it that i was i was a freelance pt so i t- tapped into the um expat community there I yep. g- lived in bangkok yep. um and i became a freelance pt training these expats one-on-one in their own um apartments and studios they they all had their own gyms so yep. um i used to travel around do one-on-one sessions with them um jump back on the sky train across yeah, the other wow. side of town um yeah and that that was a it was a great experience i was there for like i said for two years yeah. um learned a lot i got stuck into muay thai obviously yeah cool. thailand you associate um, muay thai with thailand best yep. place in the world to learn that um, yeah absolutely
0: the culture and stuff yeah is and phenomenal. that
1: that i mixed that in with uh, this was probably the first time i'd done a bit of boxing i, yeah. I did boxing at um PCYC in Wollamaloo with Johnny Lewis. Yeah, no. um, oh, nice. Yeah, Good old there. Johnny. Yeah. Um, trained Jeff Fennick, Koshy yeah. all those sorts. Yeah. Um, so that that was my first taste of, you know, I guess, um, boxing. And then I did uh, Muay Thai in Thailand. and yeah. You know, I really take a lot of discipline and I learn a lot. Through um, you know, yeah. combat
0: training. Yeah, because anyone um, that know anyone that knows you knows that you love the UFC.
1: Yeah,
0: UFC's. You're a big UFC yeah, fan. Yeah. Funny you say that. So um, I also had a little stint mm. with kickboxing as well. Um, yeah. did it just for cardio and fitness, and but almost almost got in the ring. Um, but the thing that sort of turned me away was um, you know, like when you see a kickboxing match, and the guy at the end gets his arm held up because he's the winner, mm. and he's still beat up. Yeah, like. <laughs> you kind of think, geez, like you know what I mean. So mm. it's it's just it's definitely not a sport for for the faint-hearted. But I can understand the entire culture. It's their way of making money. It's mm. their way of earning respect. It's their yeah. way of you know. So I, yeah. can't, I I have nothing but respect for it. And obviously the the combination now of um, all the all the martial arts into MMA mm. uh, and the UFC is is made for some exciting times. Absolutely. Um, yeah.
1: And like I said, the just the discipline element and. That training, um, probably, probably still to this day, I was probably in the best shape I'd yeah. been in. Um, yeah. Not to mention the, you yeah, obviously the, the, um, climate, the humidity, yeah. and what you're training over you know, the outdoor gyms. Did
0: you do the shin stuff? Yeah. Do you know do all like, that I, where you um, like rub stuff up and down your yeah. shins? And stuff. Oh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I enjoyed it though. Yeah. yeah truly yeah. did. Um,
0: yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, I think, you know, it, as we get into the podcast more and we talk more, you know, you're talking a lot about things like taking risks, discipline. Mm-hmm. Well, these are all the things that are really important to be successful at something, I think.
1: Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you give something a go, give it a real go. I yeah, um, yeah. Like, like showing up to my first day of Muay Thai, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but... Ended up adapting and, and sticking to it for a while and yeah you know, you, it's about sticking it out I guess yeah
0: yeah turning up just being there so all right so after after you've sort of um you know the UK Thailand um everything like that so you you've come home um mm-hmm. and you progressed from car washing what did you do next
1: yeah so when I came back from Thailand um I basically hit a reset um. I, I moved back home for a little bit. Yep. I had no money, so I basically, you know, lived entirely and had a great time, but it had to come back eventually, basically to nothing, and sort of restart. Um, and I, I sort of applied my knowledge, if you yeah, call, yep, call it yep. knowledge, um, from washing cars. I worked at Mercedes um, Benz for a, a, a fair while in between there as well, where I learned how to uh, refinish paint on, on cars. So, yeah, essentially, you know, wet sanding cars yeah, and, yeah, and buffing them yeah. back. It's yeah. Pretty shit work. Not a lot of people want to do it, yep. um, but I sort of stuck to it.
0: Tedious, I'd imagine. Yeah,
1: it's it is. You're basically sitting there staring in the paint for you know eight hours a day. Yeah. Again, people were saying shit on me for doing it, but um, uh, I knew that if I stuck to it, something would come from it. Yeah. Um, and that's when I, um, you know, got into opening an auto salon. So, yep. um, sort of stepped out of the fitness for a little bit. Although I can, like I said, I continued to train. Yes, of since course. I first started. Yeah. Um, but I I sort of branched off into the the auto industry, had my own shop in North Sydney. There um, had it for about six years. Yep. Um, stepped into that with no idea about business at all. No no real guidance. <laughs> well, no. You had, you had
0: a bit of an idea because I mean obviously you, you'd run your little you'd run your PT business yeah. and stuff like that. So you you had a you little had, bit. You yeah. had that little entrepreneurial nature, I guess. Yeah.
1: Um. But complete like total risk. No no financial backing. No yeah. support. Yep. Um. So sort of just jumped in the deep end with that and. You know, it was a really good way to learn the ropes. Of course. Um when your back's against the wall. So I mean, I worked super hard for um, you know, five, six years to get that up and going. Um, found myself, you know, running a pretty reputable um auto salon. Yep. Um, started off with shit boxes again. Keep relating back to this, start at the bottom, by the end doing, you know, basically just prestige. Um, Prestige work Prestige cars Lambos Froze, All that sort of stuff Wow yeah So um, Started at the bottom With those And got all the way to I guess where you want to be Yeah yeah Um, of course Financially First time in my life Had started You know Banking money Yeah Bought an apartment All that sort of stuff Was was doing good And I guess um, Realised that You know Financial Financial benefit isn't isn't all. It's not what it's all about. Yeah, because
0: obviously, um, obviously, you're you, you, you're making money, but you mm, weren't enjoying what you were doing. No, nah,
1: that's right. So long days, hard work. Yeah. Um. You know, in a bit of a rut, I guess. Toxic environment, sitting – If you've been to Sydney, sitting yeah. in traffic for two hours a oh, day. I can imagine. Um. Yeah. Basically, spending all my time at work, and it starts yeah. to impact everything around you. You know, your yeah. relationship with you know, from your partner to your mates to your yeah. family. Um, it gets to a point where you're sort of not present. You, yeah. You sort of you're in the room, but you're not. You're not focusing. No, because you're, um, you're
0: either tired or you're thinking about what's got to be done tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. So, you, you just don't switch off. And, yeah. and
1: anyone who's been in business understands that feeling. But it's about sort of trying to balance it all. Yeah. Um. And that's sort of when I started looking towards doing another, you know, business venture or getting yeah. into something else. Yep,
0: mm. Yeah. So that's when. That's when you you first had a look at the F forty five model, I believe. Is that yeah? Right? Or so you, you'd been you'd been training. Uh, I him had or?
1: a I have a really good mate, um, lives up in Queensland now. Grew up with him. Um, he actually introduced me to it. He owns F forty five training gimpy. Oh yeah, um, cool. Shout yeah. out Gaz and Amy. Hope yeah. you guys are doing well in this uh, crazy yeah. environment. But yeah, he <laughs> introduced me to um he introduced me to the F forty five concept, and yeah. I was a bit skeptical at, at first because. I'd never really jumped into, you know, circuit training, high-intensity group stuff. Yes, um, I'd yep. always just done weights or, you know, my Muay Thai and stuff like that. Yep. Um, but anyway, I ended up going and doing a trial at a gym in Sydney um, and just loved it from the start. I, I, I found it super challenging. Yep. I think I got paired up with a 50-year-old a uh, woman who, you yep. know, smashed me or I oh, couldn't wow. keep up and yep. I was like, yep. what? can't do burpees, can't... Yeah. So the, the element of the challenge and how hard it was... Yep. Um, I sort of got hooked into it. Yeah. Um, I've been training at F45 since, and I, I, that's when I started to look into the business model, um, explore getting a territory and opening one, really. And
0: yeah, and um, the territory that was available was Dubbo. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So
1: <laughs> at the time, it was sort of an emerging um concept. It was sort of taking yep. off, especially in Australia. Um, a lot of the territories were already bought up, believe it or not. Yeah, um, right. And obviously, with the research, I, I um, I looked. Obviously, a lot of risk was yep. um, involved. I wasn't sure, so I did a lot of research. Um, I wanted to stay close to Sydney. That's sort of where my base is, where my family is. Yeah. Um, and Dubbo, being you know, four or five hours from Sydney, you can also fly in, fly out. Yeah. Um, I thought I'll roll the dice. I'd never been to Dubbo. Yeah. Yep. Um, big population. Passionate about fitness, yep. so I, I sort of wanted to get back into fitness. Yeah. Um, and ended up, yeah, basically, yeah.
0: On the the ducks all lined up in a row, and, and here you yeah. are. So, yeah. Um. And initially, you moved to Dubbo. No, sorry, you came to Dubbo because mm-hmm. uh, when I met you and Andrew uh, the first time, you were here setting it up, getting everything going. Um. The plan wasn't for you to stay here, was it?
1: No, not at the time. Um. Obviously, I had that uh, my auto salon, which was doing doing really well. I'd put a lot of time and energy into that. Um, yeah. Sort of six years of my life. Yeah. So the plan was to essentially bounce between the f45 out here in dubbo and um get back to the the shop when needed um but quickly sort of realized once i got here um i was i guess i wouldn't say out of my depth but there was a lot more involved in setting up the gym and getting it going um i ended up biting the bullet um Mm -hmm. getting rid of the auto salon yep um you know, it, in reflecting, I wasn't happy there anyway. But it, it's obviously really hard to let go of something that oh. you put so much energy especially, into,
0: especially when you built it yourself, yeah, from the well. ground up. Yep.
1: Um, so I, I got rid of the the auto salon, and um, basically from when I opened the F forty five, I haven't left Dubbo. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Sounds silly. Yeah, two years. Yeah, two years. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah. And
0: what's your what's your thoughts on the country life, mate? Over I love over it. The city life. I yep.
1: really do. Um, yep. So. I was in Sydney on and off for, like, 10 years there. Um, like I said, running the rat race. Once I got out here, you know, clean air, open space, yeah. community sort of vibe. Yep. My dad's from Temworth um, originally, grew up there. So I've had a bit of, um, you know, experience in, yep. you know, country town, country spent a lot of time up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, the community here is is amazing. Um, yep. That's probably what, you know, really kept me here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, the people.
0: Absolutely. And I think... Um I think a lot of small communities, especially out, especially out here in the Central West, we, you know, a lot of people will say things like, "Oh, you live in Dubbo? Like, what? Yeah. Why do you want to live out there?" But um home is where the heart is really and and at the end of the day too like we have an amazing community mm-hmm. like everyone binds together and you've you've seen that we've spoken about this in in relation to the COVID 19 at the moment yep. people banding together yep. in these small communities to keep businesses alive and and, and to keep our, our local economy flowing mm-hmm. and you've had some some of that um, that generosity come oh, to you at f45 haven't you
1: yeah so um shout out to all my members love you all really really good support Especially when this this all went down, I mean, I was copying messages um, straight away saying, you know, sorry to hear what's happened with the force closure. Um, don't suspend or cancel my membership. I'm, yeah, I want to keep amazing. paying and supporting your gym. Which I mean, you know, it's yeah, I, I don't want to be doing that, but no. people people want to support. So
0: no, no, I think we'll go over we'll, we'll talk about um, adaptation and stuff in a minute. but yep. I wanna I wanna talk to you about a very uh, like a specific product uh not product i want to talk to you about a specific topic topic um that um you and i have spoken about and not a lot of people will know this about you Mm -hmm. um and this is this is diving a bit deeper um so jed um had some major surgery when he was about 14 um jed has had a condition Mm -hmm. uh, or you know can still have a condition um but uh, had to make a a, a tough decision when he was 14 to have some major surgery done. So I just want to talk to him about that. Um, So just give us some insight into what the condition was and um, how that all played out for you.
1: Okay. Um, Yeah, it's I guess you'd probably call it a a fairly rare condition, but it it is uh, hereditary, so it it passes down through through the family. It's uh, called familial adenomatous polyposis yeah um good, it's good a hard work yeah so <laughs> I think I got that right I don't yeah. know. I, call, I just um, abbreviate it, FAP yeah um, is what I call it so yeah it, it's hereditary so my nan had it uh, she passed it on to my my mum and my auntie yeah um, and then uh, it was passed down to me and my brother so they it's supposed to be a 50 percent chance that you pass it down yeah um, me and my brother um, both got it um, and as it turns out uh, we both went into hospital at the same time he was 12 even yep. younger than me i was 14 yeah wow. um yep. and what fap is um basically we've all got polyps growing inside us yep. um with fap a huge increased chance of um the polyps becoming cancerous yep. um around 20 20 plus years so um we had to make a decision to to get the surgery to prevent you know obviously being Yep. Essentially riddled with cancer. Wow. Um, so, so, you're, so,
0: so you know, just picture this: you're, you're a 14 year old boy mm. who's faced with a decision, uh, which which is life altering, mm. um, to make make this decision around having this major surgery. Yep. How did how do you remember dealing with that? Like what 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 ran through your thought? What was your thought patterns around that? Like obviously yeah. you decided to have it, yeah, uh, and you and your brother both committed. Uh, to each other and obviously to the surgery. But, Mm. um, yeah, interesting to know what your mindset was like around that.
1: Yeah, well, as a 14-year-old, I mean, what what do you know? Like, um, obviously, just processing the thought um, was difficult. Uh, But I I did know that um, I I needed to have the surgery, um, otherwise I could be affected later on in life, or definitely be uh, affected um plus I had my brother with me, so we both sort of um jumped in together and said, Let's get this surgery Let's done. Do it. Yeah. Um so we yeah, we went I think we were maybe the youngest youngest kids in New South Wales to have that sort of um yeah. surgery at the time. Um yeah. specialist came up from Melbourne to do it, but basically um ten days in hospital. Yeah, wow. Uh, I got thirty thirty six staples. So yeah. um part of part of me cut out basically. Yeah. Um straight straight up the stomach. So can imagine the oh. recovery from that. So
0: you, um, obviously, yeah. having that surgery done at fourteen, did you miss much school? And yeah, I like missed. That at that time,
1: um, or? I missed probably the back end of maybe year nine, year ten. I can't remember what it yeah, was. Yeah, right. I was um, going to say
0: because you know that that'd be quite. It would have been. It would have been horrifically painful, mm. and obviously recovery and things like that. Yeah. So because uh, I've seen the scars, so it's 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 huge, it has, yeah. and and they've gone into your stomach, obviously, yeah, that's right, yeah. um, and removed a part of your intestine. I believe that's is that right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty yeah. heavy duty. Um. And obviously the physical recovery or the rehabilitation side of it took a, a probably six, six to 12 months. Um, but the recovering mentally was something that took, you know, 10 years. Yeah. Um, I felt pretty uh, sort of uh, isolated, didn't want to talk about it. Um, and obviously having time off school and having, having that scar, you sort of feel a bit different. Yeah. Um, so mentally it really challenged me. Yeah. Um, especially when you're only, you know, 14, 15. Yeah. Um, how strong can you be mentally at that age, really, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, that's so. a, it's,
0: a, it's a huge thing to deal with. Um, and I believe now as well, you still have to have a yearly checkup. Is that right? Yeah. So
1: I've got to basically go in for a, an annual checkup for the rest of my life just to um, make sure, you know, even though I've had the surgery, there's still a chance. Yeah. Um, so I live with that too. But, yep. um, I mean, bowel cancer. Um which is essentially what it would lead to. Yeah. You know, it's such a big killer in our country. It's second biggest um yeah. cancer. Um so I, you know, it's just super important that I, I look after myself and go in for those checkups. Yeah. Um and, and now I've gotten to the point where I'm obviously older yep. um and I'm I'm comfortable talking about it and also yeah. um, you know, I think I think it's important to talk about these things. Um but yeah, for the first, I don't know, twenty twenty plus years. Yeah. Sorry. Until I got to about twenty, yep. I wasn't even open to having yeah. the slightest conversation. So you just kind
0: of pushed that part of your life to the side. Yeah, um, much. which was obviously you know we, we we've touched a bit on mental health and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and that would have been that would have been you know mentally challenging for you um, to, to have to deal with that, but not talk about it as well. And mm-hmm. you know, we, you and I are always talking about mental health, and yeah. it's so important that we speak
1: mm-hmm.
0: and talk um and get the things that we we do off our chest actually you're you're forever wearing um the brand living which is uh a very cool brand here in australia mm-hmm.
1: yep um, Coast.
0: yeah and their motto is what what is it ain't weak to speak ain't weak to speak yeah um you know i've seen seen you rep in some of their cool socks the ones with all the different colors on it he does jed does love his high socks <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, um <laughs> actually got you something oh about. did you oh oh you are a legend you are an absolute there. legend. I can't. There's e- a
1: reason we did a second take.
0: <laughs> exactly. You um, cannot have enough socks. But yeah. So um, obviously, you know, mental health is a very, very close thing to your heart. Yep. Um, and something you're passionate about. So, um, yeah.
1: So, so living. Yeah, I jumped on. Uh, you know, not only the stuff really cool. Not not for profit. Yeah. Uh, group that sort of encourages, in, in particular. In particular, young people to come forward and talk about their feelings and struggles,
0: particularly um, young men, I believe too. Young yeah. men, yeah. yeah. So
1: through the the mantra, basically, it ain't weak to speak. So, um, you know, be a bit vulnerable. Um, you know, open up, talk to talk to someone about how you feel. Yeah. Um, break the stigma, I think. moving forward for you know generations in front of us it'll be very different to you know how it is now how it has been in the past where there's more awareness now people are encouraged to talk about their feelings Um, when we were younger probably not so much. no
0: no i think i think as a as 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 growing up you know with the father and son scenario and things like that i think we emulate kind of what we grew up with and i guess you know if uh if the gentlemen in our lives weren't emotional and didn't talk about things in in that way then we're probably going to be the same so yeah. it's good that now our message is you know our message to everybody now is to is to talk and, and it's, to open it's okay up.
1: not to be okay, yeah, absolutely um we've all gone through those those times, yeah, um and I can speak from experience when you've got someone with you to talk to it makes it a hell of a little easier and um obviously suicide in our country is is a huge problem there's a, there's eight eight suicides committed a day in Australia yeah um, for every Suicide that's recorded there's thirty attempts. Wow, um, which is huge. That's it. That's um, a, That's 60, a stat a that
0: we probably don't talk about enough. Mm,
1: yeah. So, um, crazy, crazy high numbers. I had a had a really good mate um take his own life last year. yeah Um, which sort of you know really really hit me pretty hard. Um, and you know once it affects you that directly, um, it's sort of you know pushed me to focus a little bit more on. My own personal mental yeah. health as well as others around me, you know, yeah. reaching out, are you okay, sort of yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, if you're worried about a mate, you haven't heard from someone, simple as sending a text yeah. and sometimes turn things around. And also, you know, you might need to prod a little bit deeper.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's why that we use the terminology, are you okay, as opposed to how are you going. It's easy when someone says to you, how are you going, to say, yeah, I'm all right, mate. Yeah. But are you okay is, you know, like you said, you're prodding deeper, you're asking the question, um, you know, and if you're not okay... It's okay, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not a sign of weakness to no, not be okay. No, um absolutely. Everyone goes through it, like I said. So, I mean, if you can take from this, you know, reach out. Don't be, you know, be a bit vulnerable and, yeah. and talk to someone about your, you know, your inner struggles. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: and and I think I think a lot of people with um, with mental health as well, I think a lot of people think their, their problems are insignificant, so they don't want to pass those problems yeah. on to someone else or, or whatever, but no one's problem is in, insignificant, I guess. This, the whole covid thing covid 19 thing right now is probably yeah. eminent of that so because I look we're all affected everybody is mm-hmm. affected in some way shape or form yep. um and you know we're all going through that through through some tough times at the moment so yeah. um yeah definitely making sure that you know we we talk about these things
1: well it's funny like obviously talking about fitness and exercise it it's yeah. a huge um, contributed to our mental health absolutely
0: i mean how good is it to see uh, you know even just heading out now for a morning walk or go, you know driving to work in the morning or whatever you can see dubbo is mm. more
1: active absolutely and I, I
0: would imagine it's not just dubbo it's everywhere more mm. people are are turning to exercise as a form of uh, a mental health and mental strength yep. um like we joked about with you know dog walking the dog, sure. the dog looks at the family and says not the third time yeah, today again <laughs> <laughs> dragging dogs around um, um but it's so good to see i mean it's such a positive to see people active moving yeah um and 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 looking after themselves because ultimately like the old saying you know you, you you're in a plane and you can you you've got to put your oxygen mask on before you can help somebody else so yeah. look after your mental health and then you can help somebody else
1: yeah that's right like you, you don't realize exercise not only for physical and yeah. you know you know health like preventing heart disease and all that sort of stuff but on the mental side of it you want to get that indoor the endorphins pumping which is what you get from from exercise and everyone knows um that that sort of feeling you get after you train it's just you can't beat it no Um, no
0: it's like you ever had that feeling where you don't want to go train you're not motivated you've you're tired but you go train How do you feel Walking out Amazing yeah, exactly. No matter how hard It is walking in It's mm-hmm. always 50 times better Walking out
1: yeah, And if you have A few days off Or you get a bit lazy How yeah. do you start to feel Yeah Flat. exactly yeah, yeah
0: exactly So So important that um, You know we, we all keep that Regimen up And I think um, Humans are habitual I know I'm habitual I like to get up Every morning And do very similar things I like to start the day With the same breakfast um, I like to do You know Follow the same procedures Taking the supplements I take And things like that um, So in in these circumstances I think it's more important to keep to your habits Yeah, and if your habits are good ones then your mental health is going to be amazing and we will get through this.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and like you said sticking to your routine and I mean while this has been a huge shake up for everyone everything's everything's closed um, you can adapt and, and yeah. find ways to sort of keep to your routine
0: absolutely i think mm-hmm. um I've, i think yeah adaption is is, is the big key so yeah. um let's talk about that so f45 every, everybody like you know we've, we've talked um in, in length about a number of things but your gym literally was told close the doors
1: yeah so well, i think it happened on sunday sunday the 22nd of march yeah i can remember the day yeah um that's yeah so basically the the announcement came out like we we could sort of see um it was heading that way, yeah. but didn't it expect it time. to happen over, you know, the space of an evening. So yeah. basically overnight forced to close our gym.
0: By 12 p.m. I think it was Monday, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And
1: yeah. I think we nearly 12 hours earlier, probably, yeah, we wow. found out. So yeah. obviously um, huge, and I'm not just talking gyms, um, yeah. everything, no. everything shut. So yeah. everyone immediately impacted, yeah. um, Pubs, panic stations, clubs, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. you know. Just a massive shitstorm, really, for, for a lot of people, and um, you know, you sort of go into damage control. There's no, yeah. there's no real um, answers at that time as yeah. to where this would go, how long, for you know the yeah we regulations still well, we still don't know we that. still don't really know. No. Um, but one thing I, I will say is when that all sort of went down, it was real doom and gloom. Yeah, um, you know, hard to sort of stomach, but I've I've sort of felt a shift um, in the last week or so where it's yeah. it's becoming more positive now less cases um, talk of opening sooner than later yeah um, so you know like you said we're, we're all in it together but we will get through it um, absolutely and and it's good to see especially out here with the, the community yeah it's sort of strengthening and everyone's supporting one another um,
0: I think I think there's more of a um, I think people realize now how important it is to shop local yeah how important it is to to spend spend money in in their own economy mm. um, you know I mean obviously everyone everyone likes to online shop and mm. things like that but this is this is really important people people are realizing how important it is to on uh, to sort to shop local because yeah. obviously that keeps jobs and it it keeps the economy uh, in our local community going and flowing so yeah. so you've got all right so your gym's been told yep that's it no more you can't trade um, I, I remember speaking to you um, in particular though those few days and you weren't sure what you were going to do yeah. um, but you did adapt and you adapted Bloody well. So, yeah, so. so you're, you're basically doing very similar to what you would normally do in the studio, but you're doing it online.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so initially, obviously, my, my main focus was to uh, get the message out, we're closed, yeah. um, and then sort of trying to Im- implement a plan um, moving forward to, to keep people you know, um, active. Yeah, um, And that's, this is when the regulations and the, the talk kept changing. You know, yeah. Every couple of days, you'd hear something different. So you, know, you explore the idea of a boot camp, Um, all of a sudden only 10 people a few days later two people so that sort of goes out the window Um, so the the next sort of step was to start essentially streaming the workouts still from within the studio obviously with no one in there yeah um, to people's lounge rooms to to keep them going yeah so we we sort of transitioned and shifted all shifted it all Online, which yeah. you know, it, I mean, online training's booming at the moment, right? Yeah, everyone's, absolutely. Yeah, everyone's doing it. You know, yeah. socials are full of people doing workouts yeah. at home. So, to a degree, they I mean, their shirts on. Yeah, I know. Have you noticed that. that? Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> um, so, why, yeah, to, to, yeah.
0: Why, why, why suddenly know. Yeah, people training at you home know, with their shirts off?
1: I don't know, mate. Couldn't tell you.
0: I'm definitely not taking mine off. It's <laughs> <this> off season, <laughs> and uh, you will not see the the um, silverback gorilla. No? No. All right, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe we want to start small. Yeah. Yes. So interestingly, yeah, like you said, people are adapting to home training now. Yeah. Um, you know, and which is which is which is great for you because you're able to provide very much almost almost the same service because I know. Yeah how you normally do it is you have the two trainers there. Um, yep. so yourself and the, tr- and another person, and you're still actually chiming in and motivating the people doing the work yeah. and pushing them. Yep. And, you know, so it's still, it's still like a normal session, just mm. that it's not in that environment.
1: That's right. Um, I never would have thought I'd be doing online workouts, yeah. but I, I guess the, the, the big thing, especially with, um, my, my gym in there, 45 is that, that community and the training together. Yeah. So we're trying to harness that, um, you know, as best we can and, and provide it for you guys while you're at home. So, yeah, um, yeah like you said, I'm basically in the studio with uh, one of my trainers and yep. um, we're correcting you and motivating you, you through a screen, which, yeah. is, which is really different. But, um, <laughs> I mean, we're getting great feedback. There's people getting behind it. And like I said, um, my, all the members, shout out to everyone that's supporting yeah. supporting that movement. Um, it, it's it's keeping things going now. Absolutely, um, yeah. And so, yeah, it was a quick... Quick adaptation, but um, you know, really pleased with with how it's played how out. How that's so worked, probably, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. And I think, um, like, just just the general feedback around people that I've spoken to that jump online and train. Um, especially in this situation, is like, you know, they're loving it because they can still do it from the comfort of their own home. Yeah. Um, it's probably, if anything, it's probably saving them some time driving in and out and stuff like that. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. nothing beats the vibe of no, the gym.
1: you can't beat that. And I no. hope that
0: everybody realises that once this is over, that, you know, get back to your gyms, get back to, yeah. the, get back to the places. I think, I think we all appreciate how how those environments impacted us like how how good it was to train around other people how good it was to be in an environment um with other like-minded people um and you know being socially isolated it's hard for anyone but hats off to anybody anybody out there now who's training from home and keeping their fitness regime um and and doing any sort of any sort of training so Yeah, just ignore that phone. You call. Need to get that
1: protein nah. huh? <laughs> delivery. Yeah, so um, yeah, training from home is very different, and obviously a lot of people don't have access to equipment um, and that sort of stuff. So yeah. we're doing all body weight stuff, which you know, it's if awesome. you if you do that for forty five minutes, it smashes you. <laughs> so I, when's um, the last time you uh, look did a burpee, um, mate?
0: No, look, that only body weight stuff. I've done some dips and yeah. some chin ups, um, but yeah, look, uh, I definitely I'm, I, I got to w- get you in there. I will commit to a session, Jed. Um, yeah. I think we should video that probably just for shits and giggles. Um, D fibs
1: charged. Yes,
0: I will definitely need that. Um, so, look, you know, um, let's talk about something else um, yeah. because. On, on the show a lot, you know, we talked about training, we talked about business, talked about a number of things. Let's talk a little bit about nutrition. So you made the decision uh, two years ago to basically remove meat from your diet. Yep. So you are a vegan. Yeah. You're not right. you're not a vegan who is pushy. You're not a vegan who um, who much about it. Um, you know, you, you you just adapted it for your reasons, yep. um, and I want to talk to you a little bit about that. So yep. how did that all come about? What made you decide to change your diet to a plant-based diet?
1: Yep, all right. Um, before we get started on this subject, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, yep. you, you hear the, the word vegan thrown out there, and, and it, a lot of people's reactions they are like, oh, here we go, another vegan. Um I mean, I I did it – I've done it for my own um, personal reasons to try something different, obviously. Um, But for me, it's not just following a trend. I think it's going to become – well, it is becoming a lot more mainstream, um, a lot more accessible. In hindsight, Dubbo's probably probably wasn't the best um, yeah. place to kick start. I can't
0: imagine there'd be too many options no, initially not, or a few yeah. years ago. Now it's different. Yeah, but it's getting better, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, I, I sort of decided to do this about two years ago. I got a, um, I'm got really close with my cousin. He lives in LA. He's been a vegan for a long time. Yep. He, it was constantly, you know... Encouraging me to give it a crack at least. Um, yeah. My missus was um, vegan for probably a year, at least a year before me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in my household, as you've probably seen on my Instagram, yep, yep. I'm yep. doing all the cooking. <laughs> I love cooking. Um yep. So I was essentially cooking um, henna's meal yep. um, as vegan, and yep. then I'd add my my meat or whatever I want to do, um, dairy or whatever it is, and throw that into it. So um, I I started watching a few docos, doing a bit of research, yep. um, and decided you know what i'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in and, and give this, this. Yeah. um we'll talk about in a second how that that's um you know without me realizing actually really helped me yeah um with my condition but uh yeah so i, I jumped in obviously i think the hardest thing for me was letting go of um you know not eating meat I, yeah. i've i grew up um you know lifting those weights trying to put on size and you know you eat your steak and your chicken and all that sort of stuff so for me to sort of let go and and understand that you don't actually need that was probably the hardest part for me um followed by adapting and obviously starting to cook not using um, meats or or dairy products um but i've learned a lot about nutrition and and cooking since i've swapped over you know um you know, including stuff that I wasn't including yeah, yeah. when I was eating meat, because um, you know, I was I was eating meat, so yeah, now I've got to find replacements and um, all that. Yeah, exactly. Because you know,
0: I, I see a lot of your cooking, um, because you do you do you do upload quite a bit to social media, yeah. And I always used to think, oh
1: man, how does mm.
0: he have the time to do that? Because I mean, I know as a, as a bodybuilder, it's, I I'm, I spend time preparing food as well, yeah. But when it's plant based like, um, what do you just eat a can of chickpeas or <laughs> <like> a, <laughs> well. <laughs>
1: I, I do have a lot of chickpeas, um, yeah. but uh, tofu is a big part. I yeah. mean, um, l- yeah. a lot of protein. Yeah, um, and obviously,
0: my, I look at the meals and think, geez that must take some time to prepare." But it probably does it? Doesn't it actually
1: it? doesn't. Hey? Yeah. I, I find myself probably spending less time in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, also, stuff keeps longer. Yeah. You know, if you if you have meat, it, it goes yeah. off quicker. Yeah. Um, most of my fridge and stuff is all, all plant-based so um less time in the kitchen and obviously getting more creative with yeah. um, what i'm cooking
0: you can even um, grab a burger now like we did yeah. the other day you know, yeah, yeah you had, can you had the vegan and I had the chicken yeah that's
1: yeah. that's what i mean like it's becoming yeah. more mainstream you're yeah. seeing more um more places sort of doing it and i think that's a trend that's going to continue like there's Heaps Of different reasons people, people go vegan, and like yep. I said, I'm not super pushy with it, and yep. this is my belief. Um, I'm not a nutritionist or anything like that. This is my own experience, and you yeah, know, I've done my own research. But I mean, there's the there's the uh, reason the you know, yeah, the prevention of animal exploitation. Yeah, yeah, I've got my um, my little American staffy at home, Ghost. Hey, mate, how are you? Ghosty boy, Ghost has ghost his own Instagram, I know, he eh? he's, yeah. yeah. he's pretty popular. Um, he, so I mean. <laughs> he,
0: between yeah. between meals, Hannah and Ghost—that's pretty much what consumes. That's my life
1: in ISO. That's Jed's, for sure. Jed's
0: uh, Jed's Instagram. Um, yeah. Ghost loves to swim in the pool. By yeah, looks,
1: he's learning how to swim. <laughs> it's good. Um, so yeah, like uh, that attachment to animals as well. Like they have yeah. feelings. They feel the same. Thi- they feel the same thing as us. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's that's a big part of it now for me. Um, but the health. So, th-
0: yeah. So you never actually started out. Initially, you never started out. You started out basically going, "I'll give this a go." Basically, yeah. Now we're going to talk about. How how good that was for you because yeah. in actual fact, when you go when you went last went and seen the doctor in mm. regards to flicking back to your condition, mm. um, he was he was surprised at how yeah. things were going and and the only thing you changed was your food.
1: Basically, yeah. Um, so I've been going to the same um, surgeon specialist since since I had my surgery twenty years ago now. Yep. Um, and like you mentioned, I get annual checkups so I get a full basically going over head yep. to toe um, each year and. I went in January this year, it was my last check-up, and, um, you know, woke up from from the prese- the, the checkup basically, yeah, yeah. and my surgeon's there, and he's like, oh, that's the best I've, uh, best I've seen you, mate. Um, I said, oh, yeah, and he's like, yeah, there was no, no growths to cut out or anything. Like, yeah. um, what have you done different, basically? And I said, oh, I've, I've gone vegan. And he said, oh, well, you know, your gut health and everything is, is amazing. I've not yeah. seen you this good. And um, for me, already with that condition, obviously gut health... Yeah. massive um it's really important for me as it is for everyone i oh, think absolutely. everyone underestimates um gut health it all starts there um like all the you know 90 80 90 percent of your serotonin
0: yeah.
1: is you know from you your, when we say gut we mean the you know, d- digestive system yeah, correct yes um while you know serotonin is manufactured in the brain the gut yeah. actually has a lot to do and that's the that's the feel-good um, yeah. hormone
0: yeah absolutely um
1: so you know with the with the plant base for me Anyway, the shift has um, definitely improved, my, you know, my gut health. Yeah. Um, and my my specialist or surgeon couldn't believe yeah. um, how good I look. And like I said, I've been going there, going and getting those check- checkups for 20 years. Yeah. Um, and he could see straight away. So, What
0: about, let me ask you a question because, um, you know, that's great, your health, everything like that. But how do you feel? Like, how do you actually feel like... <laughs> Um, do you feel better? Are well, you, yeah. do, do you feel like you, you know it's made a massive difference to just how you feel and, and how you function on a daily basis and things like that?
1: Yeah. Well, the first, I guess, the the first month is pretty rough. Oh, yeah. Um, transitioning, you know, a lot more fiber and all that sort of oh, stuff. You can yeah. imagine <laughs> what goes through. Um, Lucky
0: you didn't do, do that during COVID nineteen oh, because nah. you cannot get a dunny paper. <laughs> huh? Yeah. How's that? Oh god.
1: Oh no. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the, initially the first month was was a bit rough. Yeah. Um, But now, I I mean, I feel as good as I've ever felt. Yeah, that's Um, awesome. I feel like it's a lot easier for me to maintain my my weight without putting on weight. Um, I mean, there's still a lot of crap you can eat as a vegan. There's, you know, chocolates and all that full of preservatives and and additives. But um, generally speaking, mostly you know st- sticking the plants I, I feel i feel great
0: yeah that, so. that, that's good to know because i mean like um you know when the game changers documentary come out everybody kind of was jumping on the bandwagon yeah. um but they were sort of suggesting i think a lot of people got confused with the message let's go it wasn't just give up meat it was let's go more plant-based so let's add yeah. more plants to our diet not saying that you have to give up meat but you made that choice to to go full vegan mm. um but yeah it's it's interesting i think the perspective on that is basically you know we're, we're all different and everybody um you know somebody likes soccer somebody likes rugby league somebody wants to eat a high protein diet somebody wants to be a vegan who cares what you do um you know if you're committed to something you're all right by me
1: that's right and you know it really frustrates me when you get uh people sort of talking down on others for what they they believe in whether it's you know vegan or whether you're uh, a a powerlifter crossfit f forty, whatever it is yeah um, you know, it's it's all positive if you're, you know, actively exercising. That's right. um, Dieting, you know, committed to something, it deserves, you know, respect.
0: I, I agree, um, and if and if you're if any any sort of commitment, does, and I think that's yeah. that's the key. If you're going to give anything a crack, then you know you, you deserve you, you don't deserve to be bagged for that. I don't think Absolutely so. Absolutely not. Um. So yeah, well, mate, look, that's 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 awesome. I mean, we we've now we're at about the fifty minute mark now. And um, we did pre-record well, about 45, 50 minutes before that. I'm actually surprised we can still talk. So yeah. um, We've done well uh, considering we did did record it and, and not have it. Hopefully done, this yeah. time it works. <laughs> our fingers across. So, yeah. hey, we've just got, um, before we go, a good friend of yours, um, uh, Maz, yeah. has, has a little business called Maz Attack Snacks. And um, she's on Instagram, at Maz Attack Snacks. And she is given us some goodies today we've got some cookies here these look amazing mm-hmm. um to try so um maz, maz does protein balls raw slices raw bars things like that all your healthy kind of snacks yep. um and i'm looking forward to trying this which one did you want to try mate i want the white chalk chip. white chalk
1: <laughs> yeah get
0: that in here here you go mate perfect and this will be um this will be me having a, a vegan cookie as well so, oh, the chalk so there you go good mm. soft center Oh, mm. definitely love a soft center cookie. Yep, mm. tastes good, eh? That's really good.
1: Wow, I've um, been getting a few deliveries from her actually. In this um, this lockdown's been good. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: Especially for you, I guess, with um, being vegan as well. Snacks mm. snacks are probably an interesting thing. They're probably um, not always easy to come by. So, mm. yeah. that's good. I think we should do. A regular segment where we eat something on here. I don't know. I think because I like food. Yeah. I'll be. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, that's that's pretty much a wrap for for Jed and I today. Um, so, Jed, you can get into contact with um on the at train uh f forty five yeah training dubbo Instagram, uh, Instagram. Yeah. um and myself we've got a we've got our Instagram page now the Mass Effect podcast which you can jump on and DM us and stuff like that. I'd love to hear if anyone's got any um anyone they think we should have on the show yeah um, Jeb was awesome today because obviously we've got some p- perspective on business life going through tough times um, adaption like all those things so and that's what I want to make this show about it's about it's about um, you know um, hearing people's stories and hopefully you can relate and hopefully you can get something from it so you can put that into your own personal life um, or whether that's you know to give you um, a leg to sort of make a decision to go into business or do something for yourself as well so so yeah so stay tuned guys but that was uh, episode two of the mass effect and uh, thank you for listening